Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hello, Fight for Faithful. What was this, Alex? (laughs) I'm your host, Alex Pulaski, and with me, as always, is a parrot that just squawks in opportune times. Um, um, Kate. My sweet Alex. My sweet, sweet Alex. I've been doing a thing where I've been eating uh, Sour Patch Kids during the show's there's like the Christmassy one, and then there's one that's coal, and like, but the whole thing is that like, if I just if I in, if I intake anything more sour than I was watching this particular show, um, you know, like, then then I'm, I think I would just get I would sour myself to death. So instead, I am uh, uh, going to be feasting on Snickerdoodles made by my six year old daughter. So I need something cinnamon sugary sweet to counteract the sourness. Otherwise, I might just drop dead. So I'm taking the sweetest thing possible. Cookies covered in cinnamon and sugar made for me by my daughter. That's the only thing I can think of that is sweet enough to counteract how sour I am after watching tonight's NXT deadline show. How are you? I have a soda from Taco Bell, which is way less cute. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Alex, I'm doing just fine. And I'm doing mm-hmm. exactly just fine because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I got to do commentary at Excite Wrestling today, which was very fun. Hence, I'm in a hotel room right now. Yep. So when Excite Wrestling ended at 7.59, it's across mm. the street from, or I'm sorry, 7.49. Mm-hmm. It's across the street from this very hotel room. Came mm-hmm. home, set everything up. Um, so I missed Nathan Fraser versus Axiom, which I actually really wanted to mm-hmm. see. So I'll definitely mm-hmm. go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, worth it. Best match on the card by a mile. That I believe a hundred percent. Um, though I loved some of the stuff in both Iron Survivor matches. I really liked the finish of the men's one in particular. Um, and then Collision, which we're going to talk about on Fightful Select after this, was another home run. I think that um, the 
tournament has just done fantastic things for them. And this had so much good in-ring action and so many weird booking decisions. Some of the weird ones I'm not even like necessarily mad about, but some of them You can I, leave that to me. You can leave I'll, you can leave that to me. I'll I'll be mad for both of us. It's mostly I'm not mad about Blair Davenport. Like I, I don't hate that one. No, 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 no. No, like someone sometimes like the 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 right person one, but um, like it how they, the story that how got they there. how yeah. they got there makes no sense within the match. Yeah, I'm um, I'm so, actually yeah. really like happy for her, but I I agree with you on that. Um, I what they're doing to Roxanne at this point is just absolutely freaking egregious. No. I I no. I can't with that. Um, it's so disappointing. We should um, bring this, back this medieval corporal over. punishment just for HBK, <laughs> just for Shawn Michaels. Like, put them in the stocks. Remember that when you put somebody in the town square, like, clamp their head and arms into some weird, like, wooden and metal thing and have them sit there? People would throw rotten vegetables at them all day. That's what we should do. I mean, for we should throw HBK. Jail's too good for him. I've been saying jail for HBK. Jail's too good for him. Public humiliation in the town square. That's what we're at for HBK. Just, just regarding Roxanne, to say nothing of else, to say nothing of all of his other vast number of crimes, just for Roxanne, he deserves to be put in the stocks. I, in my head, it's like you reading a scroll with all, <laughs> all of the fucking decisions. For your Since crimes, Sean started Michaels, with you, you are hereby sentenced to be placed in the stocks forever. And people throw sour grapes at him, and you're just yes. like. It started yes. when you gave yes. her yes. anxiety on an after-school yes. special segment. <laughs> yeah, that would be part of it. Yes. Sure. Hey, one good thing is Dominic Mysterio is not the North American champion anymore. That is good. That is. That I guess is we have good. to start with the CM Punk happy-go-lucky we, promo. We, we, we do have to start with that. We do have to start with CM Punk missed his flight out of um, Connecticut today. No, because he was no. That's right, because he was in Providence, Rhode Island last night, and he tweet he Instagrammed. Are you, what do you do? You gram it? What is what is the? He posted it. Whatever you you post on the gram. He posted on the gram. He's like, um, I missed my flight. Just happened to what? I just happened to find myself in Bridgeport. Anything going on today? Um, and so. Uh, the thing that he was supposed to have a phone call with Shawn Michaels, but decided he would just show up in person and do and say absolutely friggin' nothing. So. Uh, yeah. See, you know what's funny, Alex, was he was in a, a Bret Hart hoodie. And mm. Shawn and Bret actually have some history. I don't know if you know that. Oh no! They, they they pointed it out during during the little thing. It was a little unscripted moment between them. Like, thanks for wearing that. He's like, oh, oh I just I happened oh. to forget all of my Shawn Michaels merch. This? So this this thing here, what me? This little old thing here. Oh, this... remember remember with like Montreal and all the the things. Yeah. Oh man! So we got real real corny. We got yesterday which was better with one line that people are devices over which i understand both sides of and then we went right back to john cena punk <laughs> i'm like what you know it was 
It was crazy because I'm here with all these kids in the piece walking around backstage. A lot of them, you know, they're real young. They said, I, I grew up watching you and they asked for a picture. So I'll get to say the same thing to you. HBK. I, I grew up watching you. Can, can I get a picture? Was, was Shawn Michaels not in WWE <laughs> when, when Shawn Michaels was like when, when punk was there last time? Like has he has he never met Shawn Michaels before now? Why is he um, getting a Why is he getting a selfie with Shawn Michaels tonight? I think he just didn't realize, like, because he had hair then, and now right. Shawn, yeah, it's a little different. No, could be different. What a waste of time that was. And he was but... like, "Hey, I," and he, and he did the same thing tonight, and the crowd, because they're a bunch of rubes, played along. <laughs> did it last night too. Hey, do you people at a SmackDown show want to see me go to Raw Yeah. or SmackDown? And everyone goes, no, yes, because they're under the impression that Raw never comes to Providence, Rhode Island, when I know I've seen it there at least once in the past year alone. Raw Raw, Raw comes to Providence. SmackDown comes to Providence. Why also, why the hell would Bridgeport, Connecticut be like, you should go to NXT? exclusively taping in Florida where we don't live. This is why when I say the fans are rubes, they prove me right all the time. (laughs) Why would the people at an NXT show in Bridgeport, Connecticut be be rooting for him to go and sign exclusively? For the love of the game. For the love of the game, Alex. No, I... um... I get it. Like he's the big signee. If you can show up on all the brands that are great, it's great. And I guess that a wrestling crowd is a wrestling crowd, but it does feel like, well, if you guys just wish it hard enough, <laughs> this is where I'll stay. <laughs> if you dream big enough, see yeah. a punk will stay. Yeah. In the next it's, yep. just, it's all weird. It's all corny. Yeah. Get it out of here. Yeah. Um, the uh, arrival the- tour can end. But he says, "Am I?" He says, "Is is Punk going to to Raw, to SmackDown, or to NXT?" He just left it there. Five seconds go past. He's going to Raw. Punk, I guess. <laughs> Punk's music hits, and Shawn Michaels turns around to look and see who's coming down the ramp, because Shawn Michaels doesn't recognize that it's Punk music that's playing. And he expected there to be more to the segment, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> it was. Uh, what, an, what an utterly worthless segment this was. Like, it didn't do anything. Utterly worthless. I, like, I get it. But also, you're right. Like, I, I get what they're trying to do. But also, it utterly, utterly, it was not worth anything. Oh. Ergo, it was utterly worthless. Um, I was not even entertained by the banter. Yeah. But yeah. Whew. Yep. Oh, I just realized I'm wearing my Nightmare Before Christmas Sandy Claws Aww. shirt, which is great because we're currently before Christmas and tonight's booking was a nightmare. So um, let's get into the uh, beginning and, of it. Listen. And Alex, in what country? It's an American nightmare. Oh, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Did you know I Dusty Rhodes was involved in NXT? I. Listen, big if true, but listen, we got to we got to move on because um, on the pre-show was Nathan Fraser versus Axiom, which you didn't see, but it was great. These guys are incapable of having a bad match against each other. They had that 
awesome best of three September of last year. Yes. Um, September, October of last year. Great stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, if you didn't see it, it's definitely worth going to watch. The uh, of uh, like, if you were like, "Hey, what did I miss?" Like, if the thing to watch from tonight by far is that match because that match was the match of the night for NXT. That's um, unsurprising. So. Um, you, they're they're both fantastic. Like you said, their trilogy last year was awesome. I, I'm I'm looking very very forward to that. So um, uh, Frazier was working heelish through the, throughout the match. Uh, Axiom had a comeback. Axiom won. Uh, offered offered a handshake, which Frazier initially slapped away. Then did he offer a hot dog? Then um, no, he did not offer a hot All dog. I worked at an indie show today. I yeah, no, no, that's, <laughs> you're you're obligated to make the reference. Um, so uh, then he stood up and they mm-hmm. hugged instead. So, like, it was like, oh, is Nathan Frazier going to turn heel on Axiom? Psych. Not yet. Fra- Frazier was frustrated at having lost. I do believe they might be leaning toward, like, a little slow burn heel turn for Nathan Frazier, but I don't understand why, like, uh, like, Labradoodle with an English accent who runs really fast in the ring doesn't scream heel to me, but I don't know. That might be just me. Um, he was also super over as a face. Yeah. And then we were, they were like, we're going to make you Tucker Carlson, kind of. And then... That was weird. Was they so None of that really stuck. Nope. Alex, I realized because we just dove right into this, and when we got on stream, I was cackling like a parrot. Yeah. Um, because I was like, what is this? We didn't uh-huh. even do like our usual, get into your Super Chats, get into your Humper oh, Chats, yeah. leave a thumbs up on this video. Do those things. This is the NXT Deadline Post Show for December 9th already. Uh, the the chat was asking about puns. I think I think number puns because of the joke you made right before we got on air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Trent sure. Seven signed with TNA today. Uh-huh. And I said I'm more of a Trent Date gal myself. And Alex and, said and he I sold said, out. I, I like I like Trent one, two, and three. You know, the early stuff before they went commercial. <laughs> but it was about the music. Yeah. So puns about numbers. Puns about numbers, just because Kate decides so. Um, so uh, I like this from Tom LaValle. HBK should do a uh, Game of Thrones shame thing, like seriously. There you go. Yeah, be good. That, hey, thank you, Evil Diva, who is a YouTube member. That's Appreciate not evil that. at all. Thanks for becoming a YouTube uh, Matthew member. Plus says, I'm in a 45-minute Uber ride. Entertain me, jesters. We Pay us more. We should. We should. <laughs> um, uh <sighs> Yes, this was very true from Chris. Way to waste of time, Punk being on NXT tonight. <laughs> Honestly, it did. He didn't. He didn't say anything. He didn't. At least last night, he did the. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I gotta talk about it. He didn't even do anything like that tonight. Like, it, yeah. Well, because what's he gonna do? Set up a feud with Braun Breaker? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I I pitched it on Fightful Select. I thought he sh- I thought he should handpick a stable of guys to like do all of his dirty work for him, that he can like politic and get them title matches and once they've proven his their loyalty to him he'll start using them as stepping stones to to do to 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 get him where he wants to be and i thought the first guy he should pick out uh well the first guy not on raw i guess because i i pitched drew and and bronson reed uh he should hand pick braun breaker um and then you were like hey what if he does the thing that you wanted him to do tonight i was like 
I, he's not gonna. He's just not gonna do that. So I knew he wasn't going to, but I would love it if he came back a later week and he threw HBK against a wall and was like, "This is for Brett. I'm taking your top stars." And he just mm-hmm. walked from NXT mm-hmm. to Raw yeah. with them. <clears throat> yeah, we good. Vicky L says, "Hello, Sour Graps friends. Weird pay per view. Money because I love you guys. Axiom won. Hooray! Dom lost. Hooray! Blair was good. You two are so great. Keep it up. Thank oh, you so much. Thank Vicky. you, Vicky. We hope you're feeling well." And our first pun from Orion Ben, Techno Team Square 2000. <laughs> it's the best. Mm-hmm. So um, we we got Dom losing the belt. Great. Um, no notes. Uh, Perfect. He he came out without mommy and his and his and his goth friends. Like he came out by himself. Nobody else. Nobody else decided. Nobody else wanted to be in Bridgeport, Connecticut tonight. Um, so he came out by himself. Rhea Ripley was like, nah, no, not doing yeah. that. Um, and I was like, if, if, if Dominic, um, if Dominic beats Dragon Lee with none of his goth friends there to help him, then I don't, I don't, this isn't a world I want to live in anymore. I don't want, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to, I, I can't, I no longer understand things. So he lost. Good. Um, it was not a great match because it's Dominic's in it. So, but Dragon Lee won. He hit the Destino. He won. Good. And the last time we kind of got excited about things was when Trick Williams beat him. Um, and he didn't have any help at ringside. And then two days later on regular NXT, Dominic got a rematch with all of his friends at ringside. And beat Trick Williams. So you'll forgive me if I'm not dancing in the aisles right now about, about Dominic having lost because they've proven they'll do this for a moment and then just put the title right back on him because lulls, you know? Yeah, I don't think you can go to that well twice, but the thing that's frustrating is the first time they did that was because it seemed like, we don't know for sure, certainly seemed like they were planning on crowning Mustafa Ali champion and then Ali got released. This certainly felt like they were planning on giving this to Wesley for what would be a healthy title reign, and they're not here. I don't think they do that again. Also, the first time was under, I mean, I, I don't know what the structure is. This could all be HBK for all I know, but the first time was under Vince. This time is under Hunter. We've seen... The flip, 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 flip between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of value in Dragon Lee having this for a short while in the same way that Becky Lynch did. Like, you have to actually be there and defend it. And he's not, he's he's very involved story-wise on the main roster, but he's not doing a ton. Um, or, like, he, he's had those matches versus Escobar, but he he just feels stalled out there. So I'm all for him coming back to NXT or working both to advance the story and him losing to Nathan Fraser or Axiom or uh, anybody who was in that Heritage Cup picture, that that level kind of guy, though I feel like Tyler Bate hopefully is moving up um, because that would be my choice if I could, could pick anybody. There, There's value into him dropping it if he has some successful defenses more so than I think Dom losing it because I think I think the work rate aspect in this particular title especially <laughs> does come across. Yeah. 
<coughs> pardon me, still going over a, a cold. Um, All good. So, I I don't know. Uh, it This is my thing. And I've always been this person, and I will always continue to be this person. I don't like people losing before they have a title match, let alone win a title match. So having Dragon Lee lose to Santos Escobar, pretty clean, because it was just like him eyeballing Dominic at ringside and then gets crotched, which is a legal move. He, he goes to the top rope and is looking at Dominic, not paying attention to his opponent like a dumb baby face, gets crotched and then loses clean to Santos on Friday night, and then Saturday night wins a title. So also, are, are, is he now feuding with Santos over the NXT North American Championship? Or is he no, going think... to NXT and, and, and having those things? Because they are definitely in the middle of a very big LWO faction splitting feud on SmackDown. And I don't think Fox would love it if that major part of Fox programming was altered so they could have a guy go and do an, a USA Network show instead. So. No, my guess is we'll probably get, hopefully, we get, as Booker T called him, Carillo. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll hopefully get Garza and Carrillo called back up. Maybe then you have um, Wild and uh, Cruz del Toro and the two of them fighting it out for a little bit at the hands of Santos, kind of directing traffic with it or something. Um, but I, I agree with you. I don't think that should be a crossover program. But they, I feel like they did a good job of that with Becky, where it was she had her stuff going on on Raw, and she was calling out a bunch of people there. Uh, a lot of tri- that, yeah, a lot of that is that to me why those those two things are different is that USA Network, USA Network. That's the thing sure. for me is it just feels different when it's crossing from Fox to remember remember when then the conspiracy theory was they put the NXT North American title on Solo Sokoa. And then yeah, had, had him go and, then, him and then, everything, and, remember? Then had him go to SmackDown and defend the title against Madcap Moss on SmackDown. And then three days later, they stripped him of the title. And it felt like maybe USA Network and, and Fox were having disarguments about the use of a, one of their properties on the other show, vice versa. Uh, and so, like, that's why to me it always feels weird when you have Fox people doing the NXT thing as opposed to. Um, raw people, you know what I mean? That definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, I, I think that is a very real issue. Might be less of a thing if they've already decided they're not renewing their rights. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. whatever battle that is is over, but we'll see. I mean, it feels like Dragon Lee has just been floating around for a little bit. I, it's mm-hmm. very odd to me because they're both so great. I, I don't feel like either match with Santos Escobar really blew me away in the way that I was expecting it to. Um, Some of that is just match length time, I think, and stuff. But but we'll see. I'm glad Dominic's reign is over. Move out. Move on. Do something else. Of all the titles Dominic could have had, this one makes the least amount of sense for him. Great. Yes, I agree. Kim Gray asks, why are NXT PLEs always better than regular shows? Uh, Because the in-ring is the focus and there's not any cheesy backstage BS. Right. But the it, booking but is. I was like, is, is is that a riddle? Like, like why 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 did the pirate put a steering wheel down his pants 
yar, it's driving me nuts. Like it does. The answer to that doesn't is just because because PLEs should be much better than regular shows. If they're not, you got a real problem. But well, yeah, yeah. Um, we've seen that before too. <laughs> yeah. Tom Valley says uh, Evil Uno, two point three count, four horsemen. And One, Van Twinblade says sec. Van Van Twinblade says. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Techno Theme 2000. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you for keeping the spirit of Techno Team 2000 nice. alive. The extremely yeah. memorable tag team of Eric Watson and somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget who the other guy was. Honestly, it it's the matter. longest running it thing matter. It just doesn't. Um, so, the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. Blair Davenport won. Yeah, which is fun. Good. Good. That's about the only thing that I have to say about this match. Um, it It is... I don't like the Iron Survivor. Like, I, I gave it two years. I don't like it. I don't like the way it, it has to be laid out. Because, listen, you... They... There are major moments. Now having two years and two separate women's and men's Iron Survivor matches. I don't think it works. Just as a construct. Simply because you do, the, the time limit screws everything up. If the time limit was even five minutes longer. Not that I want to see a freaking 30 minute match twice in one night. But like. Or maybe the intervals need to be shorter. That's what I was thinking. Maybe that's it. But like the idea that, okay, so two people start, five minutes later, a third person enters and it's drawn at random. Five minutes later, a fourth person enters. And then five minutes after that, a fifth person enters. And that fifth person only has 10 minutes to get enough pinfalls to actually try and win the match, which is a colossal um, um, disadvantage. Compared to the people who've come before them. Um, and so what they tried to do with literally both the, there are major moments that happen within this. Um, and one of the ones that is, that is, that is guaranteed to be a major moment is the last person enters. They're obviously, unless you, for some reason, booked a match that everybody's got zero pinfalls. Right. That, that person enters to a disadvantage. They will be down pinfalls 
So what you decided to do with both matches tonight is cheat in your booking. And you have the fifth person come in and immediately score multiple pinfalls. If you had done it with one of the two matches tonight, I probably wouldn't say anything about it. I'd be like, that's clever. You did it with both because you thought, oh, we have an out. That's good. Because it's really it's really weird to like have it to be like one versus one versus zero versus zero when the fourth person when the fifth person comes in. But you kind of have to have it that way, or it makes no sense for the fifth person to get a whole bunch of pinfalls in 10 minutes. So they decided to cheat and just have the fifth person come in and immediately score enough to like take the lead which is not the match that you've chosen for this to be. You've chosen for the fifth person to be at a disadvantage. That is inherent in the match you've created. You decided to just cheat and put them at an advantage because of the way you booked the match. Having Lash Legend run in at five immediately into a Tower of Doom spot and score two pinfalls in 15 seconds completely just... You just bent all of the rules that you set out when you created this match. And I don't think you should be allowed to do that. But then again, I don't get my way. So. Well, there's an inherent friction with this match. Where the person who's in it the longest should have hypothetically an advantage, but they're also the most tired as things go on. Mm -hmm. And the person who enters last is the freshest and they're going in and attacking a bunch of fatigued opponents. So nobody really has an advantage. Nobody really, well, they both have advantages and they both have disadvantages and they're different advantages and different disadvantages. So you have an automatically complicated playing field. And what I don't like, I don't mind that story, especially for Lash. If we see you, do what you did to Otis the week before. I can buy that you're coming into a Tower of Doom spot and doing that. What I can't buy is that the timing worked out so well that you just happened to enter when this just Tower of Doom to spot when happened. A Tower of Doom for you. It's just waiting for you to come in. Um, some I my life doesn't work like that. I could say that much. Good for mm-hmm. uh, good for Lash. I hope she has that luck for the rest of her life. Um, but in, in general. And this is something that has actually gotten better, I feel like, in WWE over more recent years um, because they've they've steered a little bit away from every monthly pay-per-view as a stipulation kind of thing. It's tough for me when the story of the match is so inherently the framework of the match. And I know that sounds contradictory because I love pure rules matches and I love the Heritage Cup, but it's like so much of what was great about this match in ring-wise was overtaken by me trying to follow along with like the penalty box and this, that, and the other. It's just like, it's a little bit too much for me that the focus is not on, is on the actual framework of the match, not on the players playing within the framework of the match, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So that was a little bit brutal. I thought Lash looked great. they've, They've really unlocked something with her the past a couple months, her being in the metaphor is good. I hated the metaphor spot of them trying to stay in the penalty box. Tiffany Stratton just continues to impress, man. Like, she's... I I get very nervous because we've seen what's happened with Roxanne, and we're going to talk about the way they just pushed her down the mountain, but, like, she has gotten so 
good at the heelish in-ring storytelling stuff. Um, and, and she looked great in this too. Like there was a lot of really good in-ring that I found myself getting distracted by the framework of the match for instead. But um, I feel like this story worked for Lash and I feel like this story also worked for Braun, but you still can't do both of them <laughs> because you, you've now repeated it too much. But um, but I, I liked what we got in ring. I just wish it wasn't such a convoluted concept. Yeah. I'm going to say it doesn't work for Lash, and here's why. Last time she had a singles match that she won before this qualifying thing to get in here was up, was that she won, God, I don't know, that she had was October of 2022. And I'm sorry, you heard me say, I don't like people losing before they, I would rather they lose than just not have matches because you, listen, I think Lash had a great showing in the match tonight. She is incredibly strong. She has been doing really good work. Why have you not been having her have matches up until this point? Because because when she... It's to the point where you put her in a qualifying match versus Roxanne Perez to get into this thing, first of all, and I go, that's an easy Roxanne Perez win. Yeah. That's an easy win for Roxanne Perez because... I I didn't remember the last time I saw a Lash Legend match, singles match, that wasn't some kind of mixed tag thing with the metaphor. Like you have to do the work. If you if they had for a month before that, I had seen three times in a month Lash Legend get a squash victory and then she goes into Roxanne Perez match, I'd be like, well, they've been booking Lash pretty strong. Lash might win this. And then tonight, I would not bat an eye at her coming in at number five and immediately getting two pinfalls because you've been booking her like Nia Jax here. And then I'm like, okay, listen, I may not love what you're the, the construct of the monster who squins squashes, but it is a wrestling construct that has existed forever. And you've been telling me this is a threat. You haven't done any of that work. So she comes in and immediately gets two pinfalls and goes up and looks like she's going to win the whole thing. And I call bullshit. I'm like, no, sorry. Uh, uh-uh. you're not allowed. You're just, you're just not allowed to do that kind of thing. Of course they are allowed. They'll, they'll do it all the time. But the idea that like, you just have her come in, eradicate everybody when you haven't, she hasn't had a pinfall victory in a year and a half. No, I agree and now with she's going to be, now she's gonna be the time. title contender. That's, Come on, you simply are not but, allowed to do this. But she, when I said it worked for me, I meant the performer and the story lined up outside of that context, right? I am a little easier around what you just said. They, There's no excuse for them not having Lash Legend have three squash wins and going into that match with, with Roxanne. There's really not. But if you won a qualifier match, I, I can... You are now in this match because you won something that earned you a spot to be there. So well, I can buy into yeah. the idea that someone would like have a it, good day. It, it's just lazy. Like you could have just had her win a few Le- matches. Was it Lita who was like, I like what I've seen from Lash Legend. Then you haven't been watching the product. Because you haven't seen because you haven't seen Lash her. Legend. You yeah. haven't seen her do anything. So how is she? Because like. you had 
you you told a Hall of Famer to say that she likes somebody that she hasn't seen because nobody's seen it because she's not on TV. Green, yeah. That's terrible, man. And like, she was really good tonight. This isn't on her. This is on them for lazily thinking they can just throw somebody. Like, late, we'll talk about this whole thing that they've got going on with, with Roxanne and Kiana, where most of what I saw reacting to the end of that is, is that Lacey Evans? Who is that person? Because you haven't done the work to establish that person as anybody that the people who are watching would know. Do the work. This is this is like this is like not doing any of the homework, coming in and cheating on the test and somehow getting a passing grade. I thought we were all supposed to hate those people when we were going to school with them. Yeah. Maybe you were that person. I mean, I don't know. But like it's a bad thing to do. This literally makes no sense. So I just wanted to call this up. Alex, do not punish the whole show because your girl Roxanne isn't getting pushed. That's not fair. We literally were just talking about Lash Legend, her looking great in this match, her looking awesome in the Otis spot, and all they had to do was give her three squash wins on the way there. That's all we're saying. We're not asking for the sun, moon, and stars. We're asking for little bits of evidence that someone is a contender by giving them wins. Because if someone has wins, ergo, it feels like they could be a winning champion. Like that that has nothing to do with any of that. I mean, listen, you, you want to tell me a bit about punishing the show because my girl's not getting pushed. I'm furious Tiffany Stratton only got one pinfall. One pinfall today, yeah. It, like it is to me, I I I my girl, Tiffany Stratton, I think that even it's as bad as what they've done to Roxanne Perez. Tiffany's is. like right it's, there. It's man. entirely confounding because it makes no sense, but it's also been going on since like what March. They 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 said, "Oh my God, strap a rocket to Tiffany Stratton, make her the champ, then give her a go nowhere feud with Thea Hale, one five minute victory over Kiana James, and then have her give the belt." to Becky and we're not going to build her to get the belt back after Becky's little dalliance in NXT is over. Like to me, you've ruined all she had stratospheric momentum when she became the champion. And I was like, okay, now it's time. Let's see what we can do with a really great Tiffany Stratton reign. We didn't get anything even approaching a good Tiffany Stratton reign. And now she's in this match to get a chance to get her belt back and you book her to look the second worst of anybody in the match. That's, if you want to talk about caping for my girl, this too. But we'll get to me caping for Roxanne Perez if you thought I was just going to cape for one of them. Because I'm going to cape for her later. Well, it's just, it's not even... You have extremely skilled top of the card person X, and you have now voluntarily booked your way tumbling them down the card. Makes no sense at all. Like it's yeah. it's not because they're women. It's not because of any of that or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just we've said the same stuff over and over again. How many times have we said this with Braun Breaker? Like Von Wagner was what you had for that. Like no, this is yeah. all over the place, and we're consistent about how inconsistent the show is. And it undercuts the great work that is being done by the performers when you do it, which is extremely frustrating. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I'll say Lash looked great in this. And I wish that I had seen her look yes. great for a while so they had established her as a serious contender before they decided, like, hey, let's just throw this in here. And it just it just it just doesn't feel like you're you're they're earning it. And they don't 
Listen, I'm going to make you earn it. I'm going to pretend like you are Cody Rhodes and I'm going to make you earn it. Um, make me earn it. Elite, Elite Biscuit uh, says, um, I was at Mississippi State when Lash was hooping there. She was one of our best players. She is, I believe, the all-time leader in NCAA women's basketball, all-time in rebounds. And she was headed to the WNBA when COVID hit. And she was like, maybe I'll try wrestling. And that's crazy. That's, cr- that's crazy how good she is as an athlete at all of this. That's awesome. I say continue to build her. Give her a singles singles matches. Let her win. Make her a content. Like have her win a few matches between now and whatever vengeance day. Like apparently... The, the Blair Davenport gets her title match versus uh, Lyra at um, at New, New Year's Eve. Evil. We can assume, spoiler alert, we can assume Cora Jade's getting the match at Vengeance Day. I don't want that. I would much rather you take all of January, all the rest of December and all of January, and you you make Lash Legend, let's say 5-0, and oh, between now and the end of January and Royal Rumble season, she's five and zero. Oh. She's been beating up people and give her people that that are established. Let her beat the hell out of like I don't know Gigi Dolan or something. Somebody who's an established person on the roster that you give her to the last legend and she beats the hell out of them. Then you put her in the Royal Rumble and let her eliminate like five women and last ten minutes in the Royal Rumble. And then give her the title match versus Lyra Valkyria, provided she's still the champion at Vengeance Day. You will not hear one peep negatively out of me about Lash Legend if you do something that is so simple. It should require no thought. Just have her win five squash matches and then put her in the Royal Rumble and let her be be really strong. Something that Alex and I like is wins and losses indicating whether you are championship material or not. It's just that simple. Me too. It's just that um, simple. So Blair wins with a pin in the at the last minute? Like yes, the last this was second. cool. I, I like I this. I did like that. I like Blair winning at the at the very end. It came down, both matches came down to people being, multiple people being tied, and then the, yes. the winner getting the pin at the very end. Um, uh, and so... Good. Good. I mean, I'm glad I'm, Blair won. I'm glad, I'm glad Blair won. I'm she glad. should win this type of match. And yep. she she does a really great job at making herself appear as an important presence on the show. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really get a lot of support behind that. So her getting like a big victory, I, I think is something that's really mm-hmm. good. I'm, I'm glad she won. I think she's great. I think she's going to be a really fun opponent for Lyra. Um, so we'll, we'll see moving forward. She's another one that, um, I would like to see her with Lash. I would like to see her with Jade whenever Jade debuts, if she does so in NXT, like all these things, there's a lot of things that Blair Davenport can do that. I think a lot of women in NXT can't necessarily do just because of her strength and size. So, um, very much looking forward to that. And she deserves it. She's been, she's been really great since she showed back up in NXT. Um, but here's the deal. We said on Tuesday, we definitely know who, who's not winning the Iron Survivor match. It's Blair Davenport, because they've immediately set up a thing between her and Nikita Lyons. So are you 
waiting until after New Year's Evil to have them fight? Because that doesn't make a lot of sense. Are you having them fight but have Nikita Lyons lose her first matches back from injury? Are you having them fight but having Nikita Lyons beat the number one contender to the... Is this going to be a triple threat at, at New Year's Evil? Because that shouldn't be a thing. By winning this match, Blair Davenport guarantees herself a singles match for the title. At least she should. That's what you put the whole thing together for, right? So all of this makes zero sense to me. I love that Blair Davenport won. I hate, and I said this at the time, wait until she's done with her thing with Lyra, then have Nikita come back, either to challenge Blair for the title or maybe to cost Blair the title, and then you start something up with Nikita and Blair then. It doesn't make sense to start that whole thing on Tuesday and then immediately do a thing that keeps, or at least hopefully, keeps Nikita away from Blair for a while so we can build to Blair versus Lyra. I mean, it's weird. Unless it's going to be some intermediate end-of-the-year quick thing or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. Spooko bringing up the fact that the Creeds lost, did win a Dusky Cup and then lost to a team that they beat in the finals. Yes, it was the, one of the darkest days on this particular podcast. <laughs> it was a dog. Show. I would rather that they not do that. Oh I my would God, they, they should have gone to the main roster then. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, uh, and the. Uh, Luis bringing up that the last time that Lash won a match on NXT television was uh, May 17th, 2022, before beating Roxanne. Like just a couple squashes. That's all we're asking for. Just a, just a couple of just a couple of squashes. It's been a year and a half. Like, I don't know. Just a, just a cute little victory in there somewhere. So Blair. We have so much screen time for women, and I champion I it over and over and over again. You can't just throw like Oh, Lash Legend smooshed someone from a level mm-hmm. up, and they're like, "Come yep. on, man! We're not asking for the Sun Moon Stars." Um, Blair, um, Blair calls out Lyra, who comes out to answer, but immediately gets um, attacked from behind by Cora Jade, who's all grown up, no backwards baseball cap, no skater girl aesthetic, like she doesn't even look like the same kind of bad girl she was before. No, because now she, now she dip- has a face framing highlight and mm-hmm. yep. other embellished assets. Yes, yes, um, uh, yes. I will not bring that up, but it is obvious that they wanted her to feel more, quote unquote, in their eyes, grown up, and that's what they've done with her. And we'll see if this version of of heel Cora works better than the other version of heel Cora, which was like a brat stall. Yeah. Come to life. That's rough. And and maybe this is better. We'll see. But I it does feel like, you know. She's also coming back to a much different women's division, and I mean that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh then she left. There are a lot more um a lot of women have matured ring wise a ton. Um and there's more there's just there's literally just more women around who feel like contenders. Yeah. Like they've done a lot of, a lot of. Um, I don't want to say building because it's not through wins and losses, but they've given a lot of screen time to a lot a, a wider swath of women. 
It so, also we'll does see. feel, again, a lot of people forgetting about Lola Vice. Oh, my God, Lola Vice. Having won the breakout tournament, so now she's got the at-a-glance contract, and it does feel like she's going to wind up cashing that in on a random episode NXT, of NXT. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna lose her in the shuffle, which is really too bad because I thought she's been really good and she looked really good in really the tournament. And like, if if it just if it just winds up being, eh, like you've set up all these people who are coming for Lyra, and you also have a person like, hi, I also have a contract that I can cash in at any time. Hi, and, remember yeah. when I broke out? Maybe that'll be the triple threat. Maybe it'll Maybe be Blair be. and Lola and uh -huh. her. She she can clash in the glance to, at the beginning of the match and insert herself, make it a fatal five way. I don't know. Sure, why not? Yeah, Cora, Blair, <laughs> Nikita, and Lola all coming for Lyra Valkyria at and, New Year's Evil. And Sol Ruka on one leg. <laughs> Sol Ruka on one leg, and Kiana James and her friend will also be there. And <laughs> it's it's just coming down. Yep. Horse girl's gonna someone... ride the horse lawyer down to the ringside, and I saw someone just tweeted, "What's an Izzy?" <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Um, in a minute. So, Carmelo Hayes defeated Alexis King. Uh, Trick Williams given in the side eye before the match, and like I'm gonna go beat beat him up and and make him make him sorry that he ever tried to come between us. And then we got Brian Pillman. Junior doing stuff like he rode ro rode the rode the throne into his into his entrance wearing a looking like Sergeant Pooper's Lonely Hearts Club band and um I don't know what that jacket was supposed to be I I see people who are like no he's he's intentionally being like this incredibly annoying person that you're supposed to hate I'm like I hope so. Because the way he's acting is like, I'm the coolest man in the world. And I don't know if he really believes it or not. If it, if it's supposed to be like an ironic thing. But anyway, thank God Carmelo won. I don't have anything else to say about this. It takes a wrestler who's a really good actor to pull off what I think they're aiming for. And what I think for me has been a swing and a miss with Lexus King. And he's just not there yet. And this is developmental, so that's okay. Like, it, it takes a lot. But if you're trying to do the... I'm not the loose cannon, but the loose cannon's in his blood thing, so he can't get away from it. Like, the post-match dastardly... I was never the one that... Um, if you're going to say after the match, I was never the one who attacked him. But hey, thanks for the, the PLE shine. There's a certain way that that has to be delivered, and it's really hard to make that feel sincere, and it's even harder to do right after you just wrestled a match. Um, but the timing when you say something like that is really, really important, and it just... He's, he's just not there yet on the ability to play psychological warfare guy, and it's, it's a tough role. It's a, yeah. it's a tough role to pull off really, really well. But I feel like that's what they're going for it, with it. And that's why you didn't get Carmelo being like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that's supposed to be what they haven't gotten right with this is, is that supposed <laughs> to be a reveal or not? Because Carmelo's reaction should have been the story there, right? Um, right. And, and it just yeah. wasn't. So the, the match was fine. Carmelo's a phenom. Um, and well, Lexus King yeah. is, is perfectly fine in the ring. Uh, but. So we're just going to take his word for it when he lied about it before? 
when he when 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 Baron Corbin's like, "Hey, good job taking out Trick Williams," and um, yeah, coming out with with looking looking for a place to put his sunglasses, and he's like, "I did it," and later he says, "I didn't do it." Who is this guy, Ricky Rainbow? What are you, a, a mystery wrapped in an enigma? Look. What what are you what are you supposed to be, man? Like this is not a slight at Brian Pillman Jr. or Lexus King. <laughs> He's no Ricky Rainbow, no. and that's not that's no offense to him. Nobody's Ricky Rainbow. He nobody's like they 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 did the where he like ran after him, but apparently he didn't attack him backstage. The found footage from the security cam, so that's not a thing. But so also now there there were at. Coming into tonight, basically, there were still two suspects. Lexus King and Carmelo Hayes. Perhaps they were working together. But one of the two of them definitely took out Trick Williams. So you have Lexus King, who loses a match and then says, Hey, by the way, I never attacked uh, Trick Williams. But thanks for helping me lose on a pay-per-view. That'll really help my brand. Thank, thank you for the pay-per-view. Now, if you if he had blatantly cheated to win, like gone for a low blow behind the ref's back and won with a fistful of tights, he's like, hey, thanks for helping me get my pay-per-view win. Like, maybe. But the fact that you're gloating about having not attacked a guy and mind-gamed your way into a loss on pay-per-view is a ridiculous thing. Like, <laughs> about having not attacked a guy I don't even know what that is, man. <laughs> not only did I not attack someone, I also didn't a win. <laughs> uh, no, that's pretty great. A joke's on <laughs> you. I would love it if that, and then Carmel is just like, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, this got a little muddy really quickly, which is a bummer because I feel like the trick and mellow segments of this whole thing have been really, really good. Like they've both been knocking it out of the park, but this like back and forth with Lexus King stuff has not really connected the way they were hoping it to. But I can tell you a couple of things, Alex, which is that if you're looking to connect to someone, Oh yeah. Yeah. If you aren't here to say, not only did I not attack you, and not only did I lose. If you're looking for a W of a night, mm. if you're looking to make an impact with mm -hmm. uh, what you're striking with, Bluetooth.com. Code of Eiffel. Is your sex life stuck in developmental? Well, get ready for a call-up with bluechew.com and the code FIFL. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but how about this? No awkward in-person visits, no trips to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But let me tell you, your package is not going to be discreet when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. Helps to give you that confidence, that performance to take you straight to the main event, if you know what I'm saying. When approved online by one of our physicians, it just arrives straight to your door. You're not going to have people nosing around with what you're doing. And right now, you get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Go straight to the top. You know what I mean. Memorable performance, high spot, you know, whatever other innu innuendos you can think of, bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL.
so anyway, as I was saying, um, now they've reduced the number of people who are likely suspects to one. If it's not Lexis King, it has to be Carmelo Hayes. And Carmelo Hayes comes backstage and tricks like, that's what I'm talking about. Good for you. You beat up the guy who didn't beat me up, which means the only person who could have beat me up is you, which I'm so, why I'm so excited to see you back here in our locker room. And I don't, I feel like him, Lexus King saying, I didn't do it. And I believe we're all supposed to take him at his word for something. I think that is what they want us to do. But Carmelo sent a text. If that's the case, Trick Williams should now know by process of elimination, the only person who could have beat me up is Carmelo Hayes and hate him even more. Maybe, Alex, you haven't considered that our assailants are the friends that we've made along the way. That's, that's probably true. This probably is incredible. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I get that feeling, I, I need that lectual feeling. That went healing. very nicely healing. with our... Lectual healing. But... Um, with all the if money not... you're saving on your Bluetooth spend, I will remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Where, if you were watching tonight's uh, episode of NXT Deadline, or tonight's PLE, rather, you would have seen that there were some scoopskies behind the paywall, including Phil. We we didn't have a scoop that he wasn't going to say very much, but we did have a scoop that he was going to be there. The returning Corey Jade as well. We had a lot of NXT news. Corey Brennan's been killing it for us on the NXT scoop. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. There's also, we're going to talk about it later, but some information that was posted that would have been helpful to Jack had he seen it on FightfulSelect.com because, um, I don't know, I just feel like a lot of wrestlers actually do subscribe to us, Alex, and mm-hmm. had he read, maybe Eddie Thorpe wouldn't have gotten a hold of him today. But FightfulSelect.com, mm-hmm. best $5 in the business, including mm-hmm. NXT News now, too. So if you hate Sean, you can also subscribe and hate Corey. That's good. That is true. Thank you. Um, Should we do some puns? I mean, sure. Luis Polito says this is actually the fourth pun. So the forgotten member of Techno Team 2000 is Chad Fortune. (laughs) Lieutenant Photo says um, this is pun number five. I swerve on I-5, and I swerve on I-5. Um, and uh, my wife, he says, my wife wants to start a petition to get Kate added to the Sour Graps logo. <laughs> also from her, she wants Akira Tuzawa. Very nicely done. Very you and the wife coming in hot. Listen, like- this, was, this was supposed to be the new overlay for the show a year and a half ago. <laughs> but no one's actually made it into the real overlay. So I, I, I can request that they that they add Kate's to the logo, but we'll probably get that around 2026. So I'm not, not holding my breath. I, I've wanted to have Kate on the logo for like a for like a year. Alex, and you have to lie. Okay. We know it's your ego about wrestling it podcasts. It is, it really is. It's my ego about grape logos. That's what it is. You're like, look, you'd still be the front grape. I'm working with a side. Thank goodness. Do I have a good side? 
I don't know. I honestly, I I feel like it's got to be the yellow one. I don't know why, but it's just like because the blonde thing. I'm not sure. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um. Hey, we 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 um. We got <clears throat> the men's iron survivor. Um. So double vest and Dijak start out, and having double and having double vest v the Iron Man is just a rib on everybody. Um, and uh, Tyler Tyler Bate looked really good. Everybody looked good, including Braun Breaker, who came in last and speared three people in quick succession and went up three. He had three points in. 20 seconds 20 25 seconds maybe with 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 you know a, a good that's with 10 minutes left in in the in the show so there's a lot more time left braun getting braun getting um three pins in 25 seconds made an incredible amount of sense considering that he has the greatest spear in the game and everybody he speared had been in there fighting their hearts out for a while and he was fully fresh that actually made a lot of sense and again i'd have no problem with it if you hadn't booked based Just on it yeah. <laughs> legend. um but it was like wow okay well this is going to be tough to beat um and little did i know kate that they would just have trick williams have zero points with 72 seconds left in the in the entire match and have him get four pins in 72 seconds. And I believe three pins in about 20 seconds at the very end of the match. And I, man, I just, you've set out this thing. And the, the first, I, the first big problem somebody came out with about this was Lance Storm when they first announced it last last year and was like what just say it goes to a sudden death overtime if it's tied yes because because you're going to be doing everything you possibly can to make sure that there's not a tie unless you you announce what the stipulation is if it ends in a tie and i thought we were going to get a four-way tie at 3 after trick got the third pinfall but no he just got another one at the very end where like, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't care who it is. Listen, I like Trick. Obviously they're doing stuff with him and Mello forever. He gets another match versus Ilya Dragunov. Spoiler, Ilya wins at the end of the night. Okay, cool. But don't do this with literally anybody because it strains credulity for one guy to get that many pinfalls in that short of amount of a time it just make it 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 feels like you i i feel the thumb of the booker on the scale watching. yes like i yes. i'm watching you go we're going to make sure this guy wins in the most unbelievable way possible he was the fourth guy in the match he could have had a, a pinfall one by the time braun came in 
and then Braun goes up 3-1. So he wouldn't have to get four pins in a minute and 10 seconds. He would only have to get three pins in a minute and 10 seconds to actually win the match. Somehow, that would have been so much better than four pins in a minute and 10 seconds because you have to actively have everybody else walk into getting pinned when a lot of these guys were up on him and should have just avoided the ring forever. You know? So don't do this for anybody. And if you're going to do it, it's not for a guy like Trick. And and part of it is just because he's not that kind of face. He's not the, oh my God. Like if Chad Gable did this, I would like it better. I still don't like it, but Chad Gable's that kind of face where like I don't I don't want anybody doing it. even if it's my I, best I don't even, even if it was somehow Mustafa Ali was still in NXT and in this match I wouldn't want him to win by getting no, 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 no. But, in 70 seconds I wouldn't want that but I'm also I'm saying he's also not that underdog archetype in my estimation True. either and he's also not built like Braun like he doesn't even have because you have a guy like Braun in here if he was the biggest guy in the world and he suddenly found something, I still wouldn't like it, but I'd be like, well, of course. Cause like he unlocked something and he's huge and he could just go chucking people around or whatever. I still wouldn't like it. Cause I don't think anybody should have that booking, but if he was enormous or an underdog, I would be like, I don't like it, but at least it feels true to the character. This doesn't feel like trick to me either. Like this kind of, trajectory doesn't feel that way and I also I think Trick has grown tremendously his drop kick tonight looked amazing like there were a lot of things he did really well um and I liked if you're gonna do this finish which I don't like I liked the the way it was put together at least um <laughs> but I I mean I also just don't like how much Carmelo and Trick keep dominating Ilya's reign. Like, that's driving me crazy. Yeah. Like, their story is taking over the title picture, and Ilya's so good, and he's so different right. from anything that they've had since the 2.0 era. And yeah. him and – we're going to talk about I'm, what him and Corbin did, because holy hell, tonight was that fun. But, like – Oh, it's, really? It's just – I was so bored by that match. Just snoozing. What? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I had so much fun it's, with it's, it. It's Corbin for me, man. I just, I just snooze everything he that guy does. Um, uh, I, I will. I, oh, the, I the, 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 we'll talk about it. The, the, the trick got speared through the barricade by a Braun Breaker spear, not just like a any a random spear. Braun like ended his life through that barricade. He was up and getting pinfalls in a minute and a half. Somebody in the Discord made a good point. I've seen that exact move, a spear through the barricade, put guys out for weeks. Yeah. But he's just, I don't know, like, like, be consistent with, with what things put guys out for a while. I did like the thing that happened in both matches. I did like people taking pinfalls with less than 90 seconds left in the match. Yes. That so was. they had to sit there and be like, I can't even do anything about this. Dijak was so pissed because he was like in the in the penalty box Dijak going, so I just want to get out of there and I'll break up the pinfalls. Let me out. I mean, He's cool. so great, man. He tweeted after this, like, Eddie Thorpe, I swear to God, I will end your life. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't because Eddie Thorpe came out 
and and got and got in the way of that as well. I forgot about that. He yeah. did. So that was my other thing with both of these matches, and it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Right. But when you already have such a convoluted match to have interference from Eddie Thorpe on top of it and interference from Noam Dar in the metaphor, as much as I love them, and as much as it created some fun havoc for the women that were in the penalty box to do their table spot, like that was fun. Um, it's it's already way too complicated of a template. Don't muddy it up with outside interference even more. Like it's it's hard enough to to execute what you've already stipulated for the rules of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dijak was a lot of fun in this. He who was him and who had some really fun tandem offense in this, where they both like looked Beach. at each other. Not yeah, that's right. That was some of the no, best. No. Double vest. Double vest. Yeah. Yeah. He, that was kind of the most fun piece of this for for the Briggs interactions. Like I, I thought him and Dijak actually had yeah. a fun kind of yeah. stare down with each other. Um, so that part of it I liked, and I do like the urgency around those ending pinfalls. I I agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. I guess Eddie Thorpe and Dijak are gonna fight forever, and I love it every time. So I. <laughs> I this is a big one this. from Broadway Joe that I did not like. Also. He no sold bait spiral tap. Yeah, no, that was Which bait, he always pins everybody after that. I'm like, if you again, if you know that's happened to a regular splash or do something else that he can get up off of, that he's not come on. Again, I'm watching you go, this guy's winning, and we're going to make him win in the most improbable fashion. I'm watching you say that to my face. And I don't like being told those kinds of things. Um, but I also yeah. loved the spear into the tiger driver spot, Tyler driver spot. That was really, really good. That was great. Tyler, Tyler bait rules so much. Yes, he does. He really does. Um, uh, so yeah, we're getting more of Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak. That's coming out of this as well. Trick Williams wins. We've seen Trick versus Ilya multiple times. I do not feel like there's they're, they're not going to reinvent the wheel in another match. It's going to be another match. Yeah, that, it's going to be good. But it's going to be another match, much akin to the other ones I've seen them have. And I would rather have him wrestle Breakaker. And or again, I think they've done yeah. it once before, but do like it, not like for do it a different, though. do it for realsies. Or I don't know. It's only on New Year's Eve. Well, New Year's Eve is not even a pay-per-view. It's just a regular friggin' Tuesday with a name attached to it. Okay, Tyler like, Bate versus versus Dragonov. Just give me something once. Give me a thing that I like because I'll tell you, um, that match would be a very different match than the exact match I laid out in my brain for Ilya versus Baron Corbin, and they just did that. The exact same thing I thought they were going to do with no variation, which is why I was bored with it, because I'd already played it out in my head, because I knew that's the only match they'll have Baron Corbin wrestle versus Ilya Dragunov, and then they did it. So, like, that's why I was bored. We'll talk about that later. That's a different, that's a whole match from now. We'll talk about that then. Yeah, we have to talk about the most heinous thing. (laughs) Maybe in all of wrestling, damn it. What? the hell are they doing with Roxanne Perez? What aren't they doing with Roxanne Perez is the actual question here. Um, there, whoops. There's a few problems with this before we even get to the massive problems with this. One, there's not a justifiable reason for the animosity between the two of them to be boiling over to the point of a steel cage match. They were just kind of bitchy to each other backstage. That is not enough to get you to this point. 
too. I love Roxanne. I think she in many ways could be the future of women's wrestling. I think she's one of the best in-ring talents in the world. Stipulation matches are not her strongest suit when there's something like this. And we've done the street fight thing and we're doing the steel cage thing. And I just feel like the best showcases for her are not this. Now this is developmental. I'm not an idiot. And so you're probably going to want people to get better at those things while they're in developmental. But I beg of you to tell me what the hell you're doing with Roxanne Perez. You also can't go into a steel cage match with no animosity really. And no story really. Um, other than we don't like each other, kind of like that doesn't warrant I'm gonna rip your flesh apart with a steel cage. Kiana James is coming down here with a shopping bag. What are we doing? No, she comes down with her purse that's got paint cans in it. She she went shopping for paint and put those paint cans in her purse, and then she hits people with paint cans. It's it's part of her character. Watch the program. So um, why should I book her <laughs> I know it's joking. Um uh they hate each other what they haven't done is given us a sufficient reason for them to hate each other yeah, it's, like on, it's it's on site between them they're trying to call each other's eyes out in the locker room so we know they hate each other but, but like but but I, they just said mean words to each other one time and now I guess honestly, that is the way most women are, right, Kate? Isn't women be crazy and they start? Oh yeah, we just know? we say bitchy right. things. Yes, and then we, we claw each other's eyes out. That's right. How women I mean, work. that's what Jerry the King Lawler taught me all those years ago. So <laughs> I, I, I just thought that was I my bad. I should be a student of the game. <laughs> <laughs> come on, no ball. Let's just uh, can, can we please? Um, so this. <laughs> This to me was started out with Kiana James and she's got her own personal entrance for this one where she walks out of Stanford WWE headquarters and gets into a limo and takes a limo to Bridgeport. And, and listen, I feel like we've now clarified Kiana James's gimmick. Now it's, it's been narrowed down to Vince's new girlfriend. Because if she's walking out of WWE's headquarters and getting into a limo that's been called for her, she obviously fits the the, the looks category for what he goes for. So that's obviously what we're doing, which is why she's got preferential treatment and she's beating Roxanne in this match because we got we got she's got somebody else looking after her. Well, they're not even headquartered in Stanford anymore, are they? Or well, I don't know where they're, probably, <laughs> but it's WWE headquarters. That's how she. That's where she I walked out like, of. So why is she? She was on the most serious shopping trip of her life. I was like, what is happening? Um, she was walking out of WWE headquarters with presumably paint cans in her giant purse. Does she break into the prop room where they were repainted? Like, I'm very confused. Um, like, they went out of their way to film that. And they were just like, here she is walking mm -hmm. out of the headquarters. I don't know. Um Keanu James is really good and Roxanne is great. And this was not, I feel like for a steel cage, especially like more than ever, the motivation for why you're ripping each other apart, like this needs to be there. And it's, it's not any fault of their own. You can't tell a story that doesn't exist. Like there's not one. I'm sorry. Like I've gotten in fights with other people and I've said really bitchy things that I've never been like, you know what I want to do? press your flesh up against steel and rip it off your body because you said mean things to me is not 
they never said anything that was over the line. They never. I, if I can't remember what they said, it's not enough to warrant a steel cage match. It's escalated to they had a match about it at Halloween Havoc, and um, Kiana's forehead got all screwed up. And then she cost Roxanne her match. And then Roxanne cost her her match. And then they decided to fight each other all the time. Alex, you so said like, Halloween Havoc. It's December 9th. It's the, now, but yeah. it's it started on September fifth. That's right. when they first first had words with each other. That's when it started. So, listen. Um, so they did a thing that I'm like, wow, this is awesome. When I heard they were doing it, this is a cage match where there is no escape. You cannot escape to win the match. I was like, this is awesome. Pinfall or submission in the middle of the ring. That's the way every cage match should be. I I hate. And this is what I was like, okay, well, like, I guess you do need the door so you can get into the cage. But I would really love it if, like, they just, they were able to, like, close something, like, the, the, the sides of the cage come together after they got in or something. Or they get in the match and then the cage lowers around them and there are no doors. Because I don't trust them not to have the door come into play, even though there's no reason to ever open the door, since you can't actually win the match by going through the door. But I was like, I'll just let it play out. I'm sure that the door that, again, doesn't have any reason for being on the cage, since exiting through the door doesn't allow you to win the match, I'm sure that door being open won't lead to the finish of the match because why would the door even be open? So Kiana James goes to just to leave the match and Vic Joseph was like, well, she can't win by leaving, but she's just so scared of Roxanne Perez. She's going to have to run away. Is there a count out in a cage match where there's no escape from the cage? If you leave the cage and then go up, do you lose by count out? Is she intentionally trying to get counted out? No, it turns out she just knew how dumb Roxanne Perez was and just went up and tried to pull her back into the into the cage, pulling a chair with her. The chair gets used or doesn't who doesn't doesn't matter because eventually Roxanne gets custody of the chair. And instead of just standing there between her and the door and and you know, trying to hit hit her with the chair, which is legal in the match. She says, ah, oh no, we're not doing it that way. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to pull the door closed, which doesn't affect anything at all in the match per the rules of the match. And because I'm over here by this open door, it's going to get slammed in my face. And I'm going to lose the match. Yeah. Why? What? What? You, I have seen countless WWE cage matches where you can escape through the door and win. And the door is the most important part of the cage. Everyone's going for the door. The door gets slammed into people's faces, but that's because the door is the way out of the cage. And that's how you win the match. If the door is the way out of the cage, but you don't win the match and you still make the door, the reason for the match ending, I don't even know what to tell you. Um, 
See? You don't even there's, know what to tell me. I don't know what to tell you. You don't know what to well, tell me. Well, because what the hell was Izzy doing in this? Izzy was established for, again, if you were not watching that one scene, which was very short by itself, in the trainer's room with Kiana. Well, after she got beat up by, by Roxanne, Roxanne got beat up by her. They were both in the training room at the same time. That was where Ava, Ava Rain made the match for them. Remember that? Before Ava Rain made the match for them, Kiana turns to Izzy and being like, hey, thanks for having my back in the locker room brawl. Oh, yeah, no problem. I don't like Roxanne at all. Two and a half seconds. Is we what don't they even used, know why Izzy is doesn't what, like her. We don't. We just, we don't. But that was all the time they used to establish who this person is. And I don't even believe they actually told us in that scene who that blonde woman was. You had to have been watching the first round of the breakout tournament in which she lost weeks ago to even know what her name is. And she's the person who cost Roxanne the match. I cannot then, I guess, tell you she... how much it undercuts a blow-off match that yeah, already has... Match. Can't be. I mean, not now it can't, I guess. Not not if she won by that. But if if you're telling me you have a feud that's been going on for three months and it, you're now in a steel cage, I'm supposed to assume, I've been trained as a wrestling fan, I've been educated as a wrestling fan, to say this is some sort of blow-off match unless there's going to be something ultra-violent on the other side of this that is even more violent that I want to tear your flesh against essentially metal lattice work, right? Um when you have no venom between the two of them realistically going into this, you have no real story to tell, and then you have someone just there. Just there. She was just there the whole time. She didn't sneak in. She was no. just there. Your officials are an idiot. Mm -hmm. Roxanne, also dumb. All of the stuff with the door that you mentioned, completely stupid. It makes Kiana look weak because Kiana has like, what, 40 pounds on Roxanne probably and three inches of height. Um, and she needs someone to to bail her out uh, in, a, in a steel cage. You have actually made everybody look weaker for the experience. Mm. Like your heel looks weaker. Roxanne looks weaker. We don't even know why Izzy doesn't like Roxanne. That was never explained to us. Your officials look like idiots. Like, it it just... I, I say all the time, great wrestling matches, the loser wins and the winner wins. Mm. Here, the loser looks weak. The, I mean, Roxanne, what is, what is left to Roxanne at this point? Poor... Like, one of the most skilled women's wrestlers on the planet. A young phenom. Genuinely a prodigy. Just, just nothing left to her character anymore. Mm. Keanu James looks weaker. Because mm -hmm. she's not a chicken shit. She's a strong, badass mm -hmm. woman. Yeah. She cheats to win, but she's not running away from shit. No. Izzy, I don't even know who the hell that is. And no. your officials can't even check a freaking ring properly to see that a tall blonde woman, mm -hmm. who run the world, by the way, 5'8 mm -hmm. over here. Mm. It it just it's it's such an example of just how can we create the worst possible outcomes for everybody involved in this scenario? I, I don't get it. I don't get why you go out of your way to make everybody look weak. Yeah. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. um, so... Even the door looks weak. 
Even the door doesn't know what it's doing there. It's no, the door. It doesn't, doesn't know what it's doing. At uh, one point, uh, Roxanne climbed to the top of the cage. And I was like, is she is, is she EO Sky all of a sudden? Like, why yeah, are you doing? Well, I don't know. You, I don't know what you're doing up there. But anyway, <coughs> Roxanne, Roxanne, listen, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Kiana, and it wasn't even Izzy that pinned Roxanne tonight. It was her own anxiety, and I think that's the tragedy of the whole thing. And, and she's been in a feud with her own anxiety since the night of the Miko Satamora match. And I I feel like she's losing that feud. I mean, I get it. I've been in a lifelong battle with my own anxiety, but mm. it never caused mm-hmm. me to be an idiot. Yeah. No, At least not no. in this way. It's I should take that back. It's definitely caused me to be an idiot, but not yeah. like this. Uh, Matthew Hook saying Roxanne is the worst book woman in WWE. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know who you're nominating instead of that, but um, especially now, like the main roster is kind of cooking. So I just don't. I mean, we're gonna get Roxanne versus Izzy. We're gonna get another Roxanne versus Kiana match. I can only hope Roxanne wins that and moves on to something better, bigger. So, I hope so. Hopefully she um, doesn't get like beat by Izzy. <clears throat> this is so yeah. weird. My notes are so all over the place for this match because it's just such an abomination. <laughs> Excuse me, I've got the hiccups. Um, hey, uh, talk to me about uh, how excited you are for the metaphor versus uh, Double Vest in the Beach and the Horse Girl because it looked like we were getting a, a Chad Gable versus... Um, Noam Dar rematch after that six person, and now we're getting a completely different six person with people who are not nearly as uh, good as Chad Gable. So, no, I will say Fallon Henley has looked better the past couple weeks for sure, for sure. Um, sure, better, better than better than Maxine Dupree, certainly. So, yes, that's, that's, that's for cool. sure. Um, and Briggs is, isn't bad, like he, he was good tonight. Um, but I guess I just main... hate I just hate I hate the act so much. Like oh, the, the, the act is it. terrible. And yeah. I to answer your question, like I'm I would much and this, rather. This see... is also something Austin's true. This this is what the payoff needs to be. This Lash yes. must now slam the horse girl's horse in the middle of that's the it. But it is that's... a horse lawyer, so it will file lo- a lawsuit. So I hope she's got a. Good it, it needs to be a hold harmless agreement. So yeah, that it, yeah. it would have like... to be, but like yeah, but because yeah. I. I she needs a Lash lawyer to go up against the, the horse lawyer. It's true. And I'm sure Lash has an entertainment once she had her own TV show. That's true. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm not. I'm not excited mm-hmm. about that. If I still right. get a one-on-one match with Chad Gable and Noam Dar, I'll be happy. But uh-huh. they're all paint by numbers. So I don't uh-huh. want it to be that. Yep. Um, okay. So Ilya Dragunov versus Baron Corbin. And I was like, man, I hope they don't just don't have it be a Baron Corbin match where he fights a smaller dude and damages that guy's ribs and then works over the ribs for the entirety. We see that guy sell the ribs for the whole whole of it. And then eventually Baron Corbin just gets tired. And then the baby face, smaller baby face does his big impact moves and Baron Corbin loses. Because I've seen that match about a hundred times and that's a real big waste of an Ilya Dragunov, Dragunov title program. I'll tell you what. And then they did that exact match. And I 
I, 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 I just, I don't know. Like it was not, it was not what I, 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 they, I went into this going like, really, really Corbin's what we're going to do for Leah Dragunov on a pay-per-view. Like on, on not, not, not on a regular Tuesday for, to, title match. It's like a, a big time Sunday one where they, people got to travel for it. And like that. So as soon as they announced it, they were behind the eight ball with me. And I was like, you got to do something. And like this whole like Baron Corbin talking crap about Dragunov's family thing was, didn't, I mean, I, I don't know. I just felt like I'll make believe and play pretend for me. So none of that hit. And then they just did a Baron Corbin match, which I've seen hundreds of and never really particularly liked. So I, um, no, nah, I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> All right, tell, tell me why. Cause I, I, I can't, I can't see it. Well, there's, there's not anything that is incorrect about what you said, except just the other guy on the side of the rig was Ilya Dragunov. And I feel like, mm. um, Ilya Dragunov, the way he conducts himself in the ring made this a lot more fun for me, uh, because he also was beating the fuck out of Corbin the whole time. Like, this didn't, to me, feel like Ilya Dragunov. I feel like with Corbin, it's a lot more, you see it with, like, high flyers or, like, plucky guys or whatever. Like, Ilya Dragunov is like, no, nah, I'm here to fucking throw hands against you, too. Sorry for yeah. cursing so much. Um, but I had a lot more fun with that. Uh, when he got Corbin up in the corner... That was a really, really cool spot. There was just some fun stuff with this. And then uh, to go home on whatever he was whispering, I thought was was really fun because he's just, I said online, he's like just a really dramatic murderer. And murder is a pretty dramatic thing. So like you should be dramatic about it. But it was kind of a paint by numbers Corbin match. But because Ilya Dragunov, I feel like offered something different from the other side um, in just like... He almost had like the, there were parts in this where he had like the, especially right at the finish, the Darby Allen, I'm going to heave my whole body thing into you, but because mm -hmm. he's just such like a little brick of muscle, mm -hmm. <laughs> it hit a lot differently. So I, I just kind of actually liked the interplay between Dragunov's offense and Corbin because while it was the same stuff Corbin usually does. I, I just had fun watching Ellie Dragon up on the other side of it, I guess. But yeah, I guess of all the things that Dragonov does, and he does everything well, the thing that I that you were like, you know what I don't want to see? Of all the things that he does well, what I don't want to see them build an entire match around Dragonov selling. Like that's it's just, fair. It's, it's that's a fair. waste of twenty of a twenty-minute Dragonov match for fifteen of it to hit me him writhing around on the mat screaming. I'm like, there's so much more I want to see out of a Dragonov match than that, and that's most of what it was. Because also, once you establish my ribs are hurt, then all of a sudden he just starts throwing himself ribs first at, at, at Corbin. I'm like, now he's going to sell more. He hit an offensive move, but it hurt his own ribs. And like, I just have seen that so often, especially in a Corbin match, because he's there to like become the threat for the smaller guy. And regardless of like how he's a smaller guy, he's still a much smaller guy than, than Corbin. And so that's the, they built the Corbin, like the the Corbin type match that he has, and they said you're going to do that with Dragonov. Was it better than most of the matches? Yes, but it's also the same match I've seen. 
And 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 at, regardless of how the, the wrinkles that they added to it, like making it better incrementally, it's still the same match. And I felt in, I, there was also maybe it would have been different if the guy he was facing was, I don't even know, there's not even a guy around that would be this for me, but would be like a Gorbin type who's doing the same kind of Corbin stuff to Dragunov that I thought had a snowball's chance in hell of actually winning sure. the match. Yeah. That, because that, once you, once you once you go foregone conclusion plus match setup that I don't particularly like, well then like honestly I don't even need to see. I I, I honestly did like the finish with all those H bombs. Yeah, that was, that was really down, fun. And Corbin like trying to sit up through him and the hug, whatever was whispering, and then the Moscow torpedo full top of the head hitting the jaw. That's done. That was fine. I just didn't like having to sit through twenty minutes. Of 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 Dragunov being like, ow, my ribs to get to that point. But I also whatever that I don't even know what it was because he just had Corbin in a fireman's carry and dumped him in the corner. I don't know like what that mm. technically qualifies as from a move yeah. set. Um, but things like that added some intrigue for me. I also was just to be honest. Maybe part of the reason this didn't feel too long in the tooth to me was because I would say for the first five minutes, I was just so pissed about the Roxanne treatment. I wasn't even like, (laughs) I couldn't even lock in and do my job for the first like five to 10 minutes of this match because I was just so pissed. Um, I was watching it, but I wasn't like taking in the story or anything. What I'm dying to know, and I, this is so funny. I'm dying to know, and I hope we never find out, and I know that we will. Whatever Dragunov whispered to him. Yeah. I loved that. He should always be doing stuff like that. Um, I hope he was, it's like, this was my family, for my family or whatever. Like, I don't even need to know what it was that I don't want to, but I know they're going to tell me. Um, So this this was good. If you say Nathan Fraser versus Axiom was better, um, I I would believe you. They're two completely different style matches, but yeah. From what I saw, this was this was probably the most fun, but yeah. it's just hard to compare because yeah. Iron Survivor matches are so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did another preview for the men's breakout tournament. Obafemi must win it, or again, HPK straight to the stocks, rotten vegetables in the face. Um, I think they should be throwing sour grapes at him. Maybe I don't know. Sour grapes at him. <laughs> sour grapes, and like hit him and then just stick there, as opposed to like bouncing off because that really doesn't do much. No, they need to be like really big and cut open so that they just. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. All right, so that was that was the NXT deadline. Um, we got oh, Tr- Trick Trick Williams came out, but that's there wasn't anything that happened. It just he just came out. No, he just came out so that everyone could be like, "What that trick?" Yep, everyone, that is a very over thing that they do. It is. Um, so here we go. Like a few more chats, and then we're done. Um, Broadway Joe talking about uh, the Fox thing. Counterpoint, Alex. Fox didn't renew with WWE, so screw them. Which is a which is a point. Yeah, they, uh, they very USA, well could be saying that. USA is going to eventually be home for SmackDown, so might as well get that synergy going early, I suppose. But they're not right now, and it's weird to be like, eventually we will definitely be 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 happy with with NXT is not going to be on USA, so no, NXT is going to be on somewhere else. So yeah, it's weird. With the solo thing, they killed that so fast that it makes me think that is a big no-no. Yeah, feels weird. Feeling Dreepy says Trish Afora. Very good. 
I like it. The uh, the infinitry. <laughs> um, uh, I don't wait. Oh, that's funny. One hundred over two, twenty five times two booking. <laughs> 50, 50, 50, 50. I can't even, I'm not even good at math, but I got you on that one. Lieutenant Photo says Indy Hart 12. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, Carmelo was behind him? I missed that entirely. I honestly was, I'm in a hotel room, so I was getting set up as quickly as I could because I didn't know what I was going to be up against. <laughs> right. Uh, and we have one jukebox. It's for you. And uh, Elite Biscuits wants, wants you as Tiffany to break down the match from tonight that you had oh god uh no but i'll do my (laughs) (laughs) i only got one pinfall and i was totally in the penalty box for way too long because the metaphor came and they locked me in there and i couldn't even get out and i was literally in there with like my worst enemy in the whole wide world and i had to fight out the top and we went through a table and it sucked i don't know what's going on but i don't like anybody else here and i'm so much better than all of this and Lash Legend is literally so strong. And Blair Davenport deserved to win. She's, she's really good. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, Tiff. I wanted her to win so she could say, I'm going to be the Tiffy two-time. Oh, my gosh. Booker T finally understood. He, got t- he understood Tiffy Top, and then he said it 900 times. Did he? Oh, he was nice. like, the tippy top. And I was like, he kept mm. saying tippy top up until today. And I think he just got the pun and he was like, I'm rolling with it. All right. Um, hey, we're going to go over to uh, Fightful Select right now uh, and talk yeah, about but did you get Did you get this one? No, it was not put on. The, was not put on this on document. From Gemini season. I love when people super chat other people's. Square root be Soho. <laughs> Square root, be root, be root, be root, be so. Oh, but as you were telling the people, we're going to go over to Fightful yeah. Select and right, talk like, about right, something. Right now, we're going to talk about um, uh, Andrade versus Daniel uh, Brian Danielson and uh, and Claudio versus Eddie Kingston. And I guess there was other stuff that happened on the show. Kenny Omega versus Ethan Page. But like, we'll talk about mostly C two because that's that's like our become our hobby. Now. It's our obsession. Yeah, Alex, I was like, it's a light wrestling weekend, and then yeah. I was like. I'm doing commentary and watching two shows at the same time. And also Zack Sabre Jr. and Josh Alexander are tagging together at Impact. On the show that you're not covering, uh, yeah. there's a Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> match. With Josh Alexander. Like, what With a Josh fun Alexander. tag team. Yep. Yep. So. Happy anyway, December. Thanks, people. everybody. Uh, keep cool, gabagools. Come over to Fightful Select. I was like, best $5 of the month. And you get, you get us, like, right now. So Literally like, in, like, two minutes. Like, literally right now. So. Do it now. Okay, I love you. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.